Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. We're on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Gabe Neitzel. You can follow me at Hammer Nation 19. You can follow him. It is G Neitzel, N-E-I-T-Z-E-L, 16. Why the 16, Gabe? Uh, that was my number in college. That was my baseball number in college. G Neitzel, 16. Uh, there you go. Dan Snyder is a very rich man. He was before today. He is now after today. I think everybody wants to move the conversation, though, forward to how the commanders are going to change. The sale approved today, $6.05 billion. Finally, for commanders, Washington football fans, uh, Josh Harris is now their owner, and Dan Snyder has nothing to do with the team. Do you think it's going to have an immediate impact on the way they play on Sundays? I don't think it's going to have an immediate impact, no, because we're too close to the start of the season. Like, the roster's already set, the coaches are set, the general manager is set. We're, we're just too close. And it's going to take time for, you know, the, this ownership group to have their vision of the Washington Commanders kind of set into motion. So do I think that everyone's now kind of on a hot seat? Yeah, because usually when somebody takes over an organization, whether it's in professional sports or not, they want to install their people or the people that they think can best execute their vision. They want to put those people in position of power. And would I be shocked if the Harris group decided, hey, you know what? We, we understand that maybe you guys didn't have a lot to do or anything to do really with everything that went on with the past regime that owned this this franchise. But we just think sure. it's better that we're just going to pull the plug on everything and we're going to do a hard reset. Now, they can't do that this year. Like They're not going to go fire Ron Rivera right on the now. eve of training camp. That's not going to happen. I agree, so, but I, I would say they're on one of the hottest seats because, oh, without as you a said, doubt. Gabe, I mean, what owner comes in and like keeps the head coach for the next five years? They all, and this would be my advice to Josh Harris, they all come in thinking they know everything, throwing a ton of money at the problem. Look at what has happened in Carolina since Jerry Richardson sold the team and it got taken over by David Tepper. He thought he could fix everything. They had the number one pick in the draft this year. They ended up with it and going and picking Bryce Young for a reason because he has been a disaster so far as an owner. The Haslam group in Cleveland has had a lot to learn since they took over as NFL owners. They're going head-to-head in a division with Jeffrey Lurie as an owner, Wellington Mara as an owner, and uh, Jerry Jerry Jones. Jones. (laughs) So if you rank the owners in the NFC East, even with Josh Harris installed, it's still a rather big mismatch when you look at just the other cultures, the other franchises that have been built in those other cities. Patience is a key. I think being just kind of observing observing and learning as much as you can, like you said, you're not going to be able to fix everything all at once. And it's not like baseball where you know somebody can come in and just spend a bunch of money to try to you know 
improve the team because, well, there's a salary cap. There's only X amount of money you can spend to improve your actual team. So it takes time. Like you got to be patient in order to get the people you want in place and then giving them time, not having a short leash with them. When you look around the league, the teams that have had the most success over the last 25, 30 years are the teams that you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Green Bay Packers, the uh, New England Patriots, teams that have had stability within their organizations and allow their people to do the right things. Man, do I wish I was an NFL owner. Dan Snyder did a terrible job and embarrassed a once proud franchise, okay? He bought the Washington franchise in 1999 for $800 million, which at the time seemed like more money than money. anyone could ever spend. Right. 24 years later, he sells the team for over $6 billion. According to Adam Schefter, he's done the math, it's nearly a 700% return on his initial investment. Gabe, he did a terrible job of running the team. They changed their name twice and won two playoff games. He had three names and two playoff <laughs> wins. Okay? And somehow his investment increased by 700%. It proves you could buy an NFL team and run it into the ground and make billions of dollars. Because it's you can't totally actually unfair. run it into the ground. You can't run it into the ground. The NFL prints money each and every Sunday. They, It's unbelievable the amount of money. That's why so many people want to get into it. That's why, that's why these prices continue to skyrocket and each number just seems more outrageous than the last. It's not like going up by small amounts. It's because in the rare instance when one of these 31 teams, I know there's 32 Packers owned by the public, all that thing, but if one of these 31 teams becomes available, every billionaire out there wants yeah. to get a group together because yeah. they see what Schneider did over the last 24 years and went, wait, if he can be that bad and still make that kind of money, right. yeah, we need to get our money in this. This thing cannot fail. No question. They need a new stadium in Washington. Have you been to that FedEx field? Everybody says not. it's everybody says it's just awful. That it's an it awful doesn't... place to go and watch a football game. Uh, Shannon when, when Penn, you can our notice producer, how bad it looks on TV. Ugh. That's how that's how you know it's bad. Shannon, what's so bad about it? Everybody says it's the worst stadium in the league. It's the location far away. location is bad. You're always in traffic when you go there. It's not a great experience. There's, it's Yes, they have the band there, and that's part of the tradition of the the organization. But as far as the game day experience, it's not good at all. I mean, it's time for parking. Them to parking's bad as well. I'm sorry for cutting you. Parking's bad as well. The traffic, yep. it's just not good, and that's that's an well, unfortunate part of it. I lived in Virginia for almost 20 years, and they have passionate fans. They have a passionate fan base there. Whether it's Northern Virginia, Virginia, North Carolina, like they want to see that team do good, and they still support it. But at the same time. They needed something to change, and now hopefully for those that fan base, they can uh, move forward. You know, and by the way, I wanted to add to about- Adam Schefter did yep. tweet that the NFL is ordering uh, Daniel Snyder as part of the sale to pay sixty million dollars. Right. So, oh, what percent okay. of six billion is sixty million? Like that sounds like a lot of money, and oh, it is. Goodell oh, it is. bringing down the hammer, like he's making six billion. Don't get me wrong, me, 60 million is a lot. When you say 60 million, like if I told you, Aaron, that you just won $60 million, you would be ecstatic. Like that is a boatload of money. Right. But it's not that much when you just made $6 billion. Okay, here's $6 million. It's so much money, it doesn't even go into the calculator on my iPhone. <laughs> $60 million is point 
zero 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 one percent of the six of the six billion. billion. Wait, I might have gotten that wrong. I think, but I did. tried. Yeah, no. How do you, you, you divide? Tried. You divide Look, we're broadcasting majors, six billion. Math was never a math was never a strong suit. I want what percentage of six billion is sixty million? So you do the sixty divided by six billion, and I got point <laughs> zero 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 one. I think I'm right, Gabe. <laughs> they can literally talk about it's a fraction of a percent that they find him with the sixty million. Yeah, it's oh less no, than wait. 1%. I think no, no, no. I I did sixty dollars. <laughs> that would be if he find him. I am such a disaster. We need 60, Schefter to do the math. Sixty million is one percent of six billion. It's one percent. Okay, they they they. It's one percent. Thank you, America. <laughs> they didn't find him sixty dollars, which is the math that I did. Look, give me three twenties, and we'll just have them marry Joe White. You know, the whole thing just disappears. Just you know, yeah. all right. Let's not have me do any math on the radio, please. Please, please no. Coming up, Canty and Carlin's on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel Eighty. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive. Makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save. Go to Progressive.com. That is Progressive.com. From the top five NFL quarterbacks. Burrow. Touchdown. What a start. Who actually has one of the prettiest balls I've ever caught in my life. To the top five NFL fan bases. We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Rank Them, the top five pretenders. Canty and Carlin, Aaron Goldhammer, Gabe Knights are with you. Gabe has to do some math, too, but it's just counting from five to one, which I think he's very capable of. It's ESPN Radio's Rank Them. It is Gabe's top five NFL pretenders, and we start at the bottom of the list with number five. Number five. I'm with you in that I think the Buffalo Bills are number five on this list. Now, the Bills, I think, have some issues offensively they need to figure out. Maybe they end up signing one of the running backs that's out there. I think they want to have a better running game than what they currently have because Josh Allen, they're asking him to do too much, and he gets too beat up even though he's a tank of a man. On the other side, we know how important Vaughn Miller was to them a year ago, and then he tore his ACL. And eight, nine years ago, when he tore his ACL in December, he was able to come back. But that was eight or nine years ago. From my understanding of how the human body works, as you get older, it takes longer to recover from things like major ACL surgery. I don't know when he's going to be available. I'm sure the Bills and him are very hopeful he'll be ready to go in week one, and maybe it is. Maybe he is. But is he going to be the Von Miller we're used to? I think the Buffalo Bills uh, have a long road ahead of them and a lot of questions yeah. to be answered, not to mention the drama that happened with Stefan Dix. Number four. Number four, this is going to be a little bit shocking, but we're talking about winning championships, and I do not believe that the San Francisco 49ers have a quarterback on the roster that can win them a championship. I still think they're going to be maybe the second-best team in the the NFC, but I'm supposed to believe in the trio of Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, and Trey Lance. I'm, I'm supposed to believe that one of those three, that they're going to figure it out to the point. Like, they brought in Sam Darnold because they don't know what's happening at the quarterback position. He's like their insurance policy. 
The reason why they traded up to go get Trey Lance is because they were convinced Jimmy G could not win them a championship. They've been to the Super Bowl and lost it. They've been to NFC Championship games and lost it. 49ers, without a quarterback, cannot win a championship. Number three. The Los Angeles Chargers. I have been on this. Everybody has been in love with the Chargers for the last three seasons. They finally made the playoffs last year, and what did they do? Blew a 27-0 lead against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Herbert's a lot of fun to watch, and he puts up ridiculous numbers, but that is not a team that I trust to compete in the postseason and for the playoffs. There are too many good teams in the AFC, and if the Chargers miss the playoffs completely, I would not be shocked. Number two. The Detroit Lions, and their odds, they have like top 10 odds to win the Super Bowl. I, I don't get it. Like We know that Jared Goff is fine, but do we think Jared Goff's going to win a win a Super Bowl with the Detroit Lions when he couldn't win a Super Bowl all those years ago with the Rams, one of the best coaches in the league, and Sean McVay? They have the gambling thing hanging over their head. They have a young team they want to develop, but when Jamison Williams is sitting out, he can't be developed. The Lions did some great things last year. I don't know if they can build off of what they did last year. So I've got the Lions at two. Number one. And the biggest the biggest pretender, they've been pretenders for a long time. I, I don't see the Dallas Cowboys being a serious threat to win the NFC. I think they're the best team in the NFC East, but do you really trust Dak Prescott not to try, turn the ball over once you find yourself in big spots and big games? He's, he's put up some decent numbers at, at, at times, but there always seems to be a crippling turnover that comes at the absolute worst time. And now Mike McCarthy, he has no more scapegoats. They got rid of the offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore, who was scooped up almost immediately, and now Mike McCarthy's calling the plays again, something he has not done since back in 2018 when he was with the Green Bay Packers. The Dallas Cowboys are my biggest pretender in the NFL. Wow. Well, we shared some, and there were some that are different. Gabe, run through your list one more time. Five, two, one, please. Number five, the Buffalo Bills. Four, the San Francisco 49ers. Three, the Los Angeles Chargers. Two, the Detroit Lions. Number one, the Dallas Cowboys. I had the Bills at five, the Lions at four, and the Jets at three. You did not have the Jets on your list at all. Giants at two, and Vikings at one. Um, The 49er thing is interesting to me, Gabe, because... I think people unfairly slap them a little bit for what happened in that NFC Championship game. Like, I don't know how that would have gone if they actually had a quarterback that could throw a pass. Like, literally, they had no one who could physically throw a ball in that game. So if Brock Purdy stays healthy, I mean, he had gotten them to that point and had beat some pretty good quarterbacks along the way. I know he was a rookie last pick in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant, um, but they're I'd rather have him than some starting quarterbacks. I guess. I'd sure, say that. but I mean, they got to they got to a Super Bowl with Jimmy G, and when they did that, they beat Aaron Rodgers along the way. They beat some good quarterbacks in the NFC when they went to that Super Bowl. But yeah. the problem was, like Jimmy G, only threw ten passes each in like the two playoff games that they won in route to the Super Bowl. Had a lead against the Chiefs, then Patrick Mahomes started doing Patrick Mahomes things. And yeah. they needed Jimmy G to and make plays. They had plays. a 10-point lead with like six minutes to go in the yeah. Super Bowl. And then they, need Jim- then they needed Jimmy G to make winning plays, and he couldn't, and he couldn't. do it. I, I don't trust do anyone on that roster that if they find themselves in a situation where they go, all right, we got to have our quarterback go make plays. Because th- outside of quarterback, they have, without a doubt, the best roster in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Outside of quarterback. What do you do if you're the Cowboys to try to break out of? Because I agree with you. I expect them to win 10, 11 games and get yep. another wild card and get 
unceremoniously dispatched in the playoffs again. And then, then I think at some point everybody's going to go, fire Mike McCarthy, fire Mike McCarthy. Well, to me, some of this has to fall at the feet of the quarterback and not necessarily just blame the coach all the time. Yeah, but, I mean, the, the players are under contract. It's easier to replace the coach than it is the player at that point. The problem with these Mike McCarthy coach teams in Dallas is they've just been wildly undisciplined when it comes to penalties. I mean, they, against, they should have beaten the 49ers a couple of years ago in the postseason, but lost because they had like 14 penalties in yeah. the wild card round. That has to be cleaned up. You can't have that many penalties and expect to win a playoff game, you know, no matter who you're playing against. It, and, and that's been a big problem. They just seem to have bad turnovers and bad penalties at the wrong time. It's a coach-quarterback league, and in a big spot... I mean, look, in the regular season, do I think they could win a bunch of games? I do. Yeah, without but a, a doubt. And going to, to Philadelphia be... for a divisional round game with Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott, I would uh, not feel confident. Okay. And going back to the 49ers, I still think they're the second-best team in the NFC, and, and that's based solely Jeez. on what they have on their roster and what they have as their head coach. I think Kyle Shanahan's fantastic, but it's a quarterback league. Like Everybody's searching for that quarterback, and I just don't trust any one of the three quarterbacks that they have on their roster to get it done. When if if you need to have a two minute drill to win a Super Bowl or to win an NFC Championship game, I don't trust any of those guys to get it. Done. Rooting for another AFC team, it's so unfair, Gabe. It's so unfair. You you finally get Tom Brady's butt out of the conference. He mm-hmm. owns the conference for twenty years. He finally goes to the NFC, and here comes Patrick Mahomes to never play a road playoff game in his life. What he, He's played in like 10 playoff games. All of them at home are on neutral sites. It's an incredible, Correct. you know, his record on the road on the playoffs is zero and zero. He has won zero. He has lost zero. I have no idea how good he is on the road on the playoffs, and he hopes he never finds out. That, that might be the hole in his game. Yeah, I could convince with an argument. The reason Mahomes isn't the best quarterback is because yeah, how many road playoff games does he want, America? That's a big goose egg zero. <laughs> Prove it to me on the road, Patrick. If you're as Up good next, as you think you are. We want to hear from you. Uh, we, Gabe and I have our list. You know, We want to get yours. Biggest pretender in the NFL. And as Gabe said, this isn't a team that's going to win four games. This is a team that is talked about like they're a Super Bowl contender, but really they are not. At Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Plus, Lane Kiffin is swerving out of his lane once again. That's next on Canty and Carlin. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Gabe Knights of ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. and Carlin, the podcast. I don't know if Lane Kiffin is a good coach, but he's definitely a good interview. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can join us. The CC call-in line is open. 888-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Talking earlier about whether people are rooting for or against Aaron Rodgers nationally. Obviously, Jet fans and Packer fans excluded whether they're rooting for Aaron Rodgers this year. He did it again, Gabe. He put his foot in his mouth. How much money is Lane Kiffin making to be the head coach at Ole Miss? Seven, eight mil, something like that. He wants his players making absolutely nothing. He liked it that way much better than any NIL deal that he could possibly come up with, huh? Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Just like when everybody was like, oh, we got this NIL, it's great. And then, um, you know, in this portal, it's great. Oh, whoa. Like, and I'm not saying I was the only one saying, I'm like, whoa, this is a disaster coming because you just legalized cheating. And you just told donors they can pay the players. That's what you did. And then, you know, it's supposed to be set up well. It's really for your name, image, likeness, for your marketing. Again, that's not what happened. That's not what's happening. They're getting paid to go to school, so it's paid for play. I mean, Gabe, I guess, you know, there does maybe need to be some governing body or something taking control of this thing. But who do you think pays Lane Kiffin's salary? The donors. The donors. The same people he's... So he wants to get paid by the donors, but he doesn't want his players, who are more important than him. I mean, let's be honest, okay? Like, I could have coached some of those Georgia teams the last couple years to 11 wins. God bless Kirby Smart. I don't know that I could have beaten Alabama, but I could have beaten, you know, Missouri or whoever they play <laughs> on a week-to-week. Hey, you know, Stenson, go out, go throw the ball. You know, Javon Carter, sack the quarterback there. Coach Hammer, pay me my money. Uh, but it, it does ring a little bit hollow to me that the people who are paying his salary, he doesn't want them compensating any of his players. It's a very odd take. Well, it's but it, but it's not. 
it's a common take within college football to the old heads who loved the way things used to be in college football, which is why I think so many people are paying attention to what happens to Deion Sanders in Colorado this year. Because Deion has fully leaned in to NIL. He's fully leaned in to the transfer portal. Hey, I'm going to bring in all these guys. Here's what we're going to do. If you don't like it, transfer out. Right, and and if Dion has success at Colorado as somebody yeah. who is really leaning into this, everyone knows they're going to have to stop complaining about it because it's not a great look for your team. And Lane yeah. even admitted, "Yep, we use this and and we do this." But I mean, college football is so big now that paying the players is just what you have to do. Right. This isn't amateur athletics. No. This is professional. Look at all the money the Big no. Ten is getting for their TV deals, what the SEC is getting from ESPN and their TV deal. It's the reason why the Big 12 is dying. The Big 12, one of the more, you know, one of the, the Power Five conferences, their two best teams decided to jump ship because they get more money from the yeah. SEC starting next season. No question. And I, I think, you know, the Big 12 did have a team in the championship game last year. They just lost 176 to nothing or whatever it was. Um, uh, to me, you know, the um the the pay for play it's manifested itself in a different way Gabe than I thought it was going to I thought that you know the likes of Caleb Williams were going to cash in big time because all the big brands and all the local brands in some of these smaller but still prominent markets like Austin and Baton Rouge and Tuscaloosa, the players would be doing commercials all over the place. And there'd be a few guys, you know, we saw Bryce Young in a Dr. Pepper spot last year. I I thought we'd see that. I guess I am maybe a little surprised that millions of dollars are being exchanged in the recruiting game so that, you know, Quinn Ewers, for example, got a million bucks from a car dealership or something in Columbus, never played a down for mm-hmm. the Ohio State Buckeyes and transferred and went to Texas. So I, I have no problem with the guys that have like earned it at the college level really cashing in. I guess what has surprised me a little bit is handing a ton of money to 18-year-old kids as they're coming into school. is not something that I think is necessarily bad. It's just not something that I really had thought about in the calculus of all this. Yeah, I, I guess I, I mean it was the next step, right? Because all these teams were more or less paying players. Some teams, like... Old Miss in the past, before Lane Kiffin got there, in all fairness, got yeah. in trouble for paying some of the recruits that came in there. I think it was about a decade or so ago when Old Miss came out of nowhere, had like the top recruiting class in the nation, and everyone went, huh, I wonder how that happened. And then, yeah, sure enough, three or four years later, they got in trouble for it. Yeah. So, uh-huh. like, so if that was happening under the table, of course it was going to happen once it all kind of became legal and you could do it over the table. And the NCAA, just they weren't prepared for it. And they just kind of said, yeah, go go ahead and do whatever you want to do. And now they're not going to be able to rein it back in. And now all these coaches are upset about it. And I know I've heard whispers of college basketball coaches being upset of how hard they have to work now with the transfer portal of keeping their Aww. own players, knowing who they have Aww, to bring it in. Like poor coaches. Yeah, that's what Aww, like, isn't that what the money's for? Hard. You know, isn't you, that you what can't... the six, seven million bucks is for per year? Man, the 13th Amendment outlaws indentured servitude and slavery in the United States. Like, players should be able to go to whatever schools they want. If they're in a bad situation, I have no problem with them transferring and playing right away. To get extra money, you know, I have no problem with them transferring. You know, we we interviewed Sam Hartman on the Canty and Carlin a couple of weeks ago, the quarterback at Notre Dame. Like, why Mm -hmm. did he end up there? What, What happened to him at Wake Forest? And if you don't think money is part of that equation... It's just a different game, Gabe, which is why a lot of the old guard of college sports is going away. What's Mike Krzyzewski doing this year? 
You know, what's yeah. Jay Wright doing this year? In basketball, a lot of these, this side of Bill Self, every old school coach, even Jim Beheim left his job. I thought that was never going to happen. <laughs> and finally, yeah. there's someone else coaching at Syracuse. And I think it's a matter of time before it happens in football. You don't see Kirby Smart complaining, but you do hear Nick Saban complaining. And mm-hmm. I think those are all guys who are on the verge of their careers going out the door because I don't think they want to deal with the extra layers that all of this has created. And I can't imagine us going back. Like We're not going back no. to not paying the players. Come They're not on. going that, to that suddenly... Was, that was the most wrong. I'm not saying the current system's perfect. Sorry to interrupt, no. but like, th- th- this is better than that was. Oh, 100%. And they're not going to just suddenly close the transfer portal, which I'm glad they opened up as well, because coaches leave all the time. Yeah. Coaches can go from spot to spot to spot if they, oh, I'm going to make more money there, or this is a better spot for me. I've got a better opportunity to win there. Mm-hmm. See what Lincoln Riley did from jumping ship from Oklahoma to USC. So right. why can't players do see, that? See what, see what Lane Kiffin did, jumping ship from <laughs> one place in Tennessee and then at the USC. And how did he end up getting all his money and his jobs? Again, it's, it's, this is just the height of hypocrisy. And that's, that's uh, the and part that bothers me the most about yeah. college college coaches, right? They're supposed to be these leaders of men, but they get a little bit of adversity within their own jobs, and the first thing that Lane Kiffin and all these guys doing are complaining. Yeah, yep. is it perfect? No, the system isn't perfect, but guess yep. what? Everybody's playing by the same rules. Right. And let me tell you this. I'll leave with this, Gabe. On Saturday nights and Saturday afternoons on ESPN, when I hear that music, or I, they play Coming to Your City with Big and Rich, and I see Reese and McAfee and Herb Street, Desmond Howard all sitting at the desk. I'm not thinking about, oh, I'm not excited for this college football Saturday because the players are getting paid. Like, as a fan, I'm just as jacked up for college football as I I have a countdown to week zero and Notre Dame playing in Ireland on my phone. It hasn't affected the popularity or excitement around the sport one iota. No, you're, you're not enjoying the game less because your best player on your college team was a transfer. Right. And he just came in from a different place. Actually, no. it's made this kind of it makes more, it more exciting. exciting. That, that, look, the best player in college football transferred and won the Heisman Trophy. And now he's going to try to win it again. Like, I don't understand how this is a bad thing. Triple eight, say ESPN, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. I think we may have ruined our relationship with Lane Kiffin forever, but who cares? Up next, Shucks. the play of the night. Plus, Justin Thomas quadruple bogeys and scores that belong on Gabe Neitzel's scorecard and not on his. What is going on there at the Open Championship? I'm Aaron Goldhammer. Gabe Neitzel with you. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Little slate of baseball today. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Gabe Neitzel. Some games already finished, so we got to jump into something that has not gone off yet in the baseball world. And I like uh, Randy Arozarena against the Baltimore Orioles today. He did so well in the home run derby. I like him going yards. So give me Arozarena, please, to go deep, hit a home run in today's game against the Baltimore Orioles. Now, I bet earlier, Gabe, an eight-way home run parlay. This, this sounds amazing. Okay. My... Here's the deal. My how, uh, how much one, did you put on this eight-player home run parlay? A dollar sixty-four because a dollar okay. sixty-five, and the app I was on wouldn't take the bet. Okay, because you would have won the, too much money. Because I would have won more than a million dollars, which is not acceptable on these apps. So I had a chance to win nine hundred ninety-nine thousand dollars on a one-dollar bet. If the eight guys I bet all hit home runs today. I had Corbin Carroll of the Diamondbacks. He homered. He hit a dinger. I had Vladdy Jr. of the Blue Jays. He homered. I also had a lot of guys who did not homer, including <sighs> Ronald Acuna, Juan Soto. So instead of winning the Millie, I'm out a dollar sixty-four. Sit three. It was worth it though. <laughs> Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is Three and Out. Candy and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Aaron Goldhammer, Gabe Neitzel with you. We start with Justin Thomas at the Open Championship, who you might have thought would be near the top of the leaderboard. But, Gabe, he is at the bottom. He shot 82 today. At, what is it called, Hoy Lake uh, Golf Course in Correct. beautiful Liverpool. Uh, he carded a quadruple bogey, a nine on a par five. He's playing the worst golf of his career. You're uh, the golf expert. What's going on? So I, I wish I could tell you. If I knew what was going on with Justin Thomas, I could make a lot of money by telling Justin Thomas so then he could get it fixed. I, I don't know, and I don't think it, it doesn't seem like anybody can quite figure it out. And with the Ryder Cup, Just a couple of months away at this point, people are wondering if he's going to make the team. I have a hard time imagining 
Team USA without Justin Thomas because of how good he's been in international competitions. My guess is he's still on the Ryder Cup team come this fall, but I mean, he's one of the biggest stars in the sport. He literally only beat one other player today. Jeez. One other player. He's not DFL, but he's really close, and he needs to figure it out in the next couple of months because they need him in order to win the Ryder Cup and do something that Team USA has, hasn't done in 30 years, and that's win on European soil. Gabe, you're close to a scratch. You said your handicap's about a three. Yeah. If your life depended on it, do you think you could shoot 82 from the tips at Hoylake? If my life depended upon it, no. That's too much pressure. There's a couple of there's some internal out of bounds there that I guarantee I would hit. I'd get flustered. It, we're, we're going over the 82. Okay. I just wanted to check and make sure. Today is International Chess Day. So the debate... Is chess the greatest board game ever? It's kind of borderline a sport. I mean, it's been on ESPN sport. Yes, no. It's certainly a high-level competition. Like, there have been movies made out of it, a lot of documentaries. It's, I, I don't think that chess is the best board game, though, right? It just seems... I think of the best board game as one that that it's a little bit more easily accessible for everyone. Like chess can be dom- can can be really intimidating game to yeah. learn and and how to play. Not everybody knows how to play. So I would say chess is not the best board game. You need something that everybody can play. Like something like um I don't know, Clue. Like that's an easy game for everybody to understand and get and play and actually finish. Clue is very good. The problem with Monopoly is that you can't finish the game of Monopoly. Oh, nobody's ever oh. finished a game ever, right? In the history of time. So it's it's kind of fun, and I guess I understand it. And, you know, my daughter wants to play board games now all the time. We play a little Pretty Pretty Princess, very good game. Okay. We play a little Zingo, which is like bingo, but it's a little zingy. So we've got <laughs> it's Zingo. got a little more pizzazz to it. And then the original Candyland. She has finally graduated to the more difficult, complicated rules. All of those are good. But I am a big believer in Mousetrap. Did you play Mousetrap as a kid? What a game. Yeah, yes. Oh, the ups and downs, the thrills, the spills. Operation. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Mousetrap's not still around, is it? Are they still no, making Mousetrap? You best be believing. What, I don't about, think what it... about Don't Wake Daddy? They still making that board game? <laughs> don't Wake Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Operation, Shannon. Did you play a little Operation? Operation, sorry. Had sorry as well. Play oh, a little sorry bit like is great. Sorry. I don't think they've invented a new good board game. My friends play this Settlers of Catan. Have you ever seen this? Well, so they've, they've made board games, but they're more for adults. Yeah. You know, like yeah. they're, they're, adult board games is certainly a, a big industry. I've got friends that are certainly into that, but I don't know if they've made one for kids that's right. really taken right. off recently. Like that Settlers of Catan, man, you got to be like 16 and you got to be able to do high level math in order to figure that thing out. Yeah. I guess Monopoly is the classic, but I, I if I could play now, one right now. Monopoly gets way too much love, Aaron, and it's because they associated themselves with McDonald's. They had that game for years and years and years, so Monopoly Corrupt. was on everybody's mind. A corrupt game. Yeah, it was a corrupt game. Somebody was rigging that for cars and cash and trips. Um, To me, if I could play one against you right now, Gabe, it would either be Mousetrap, as I mentioned, classic, or Hungry Hungry Hippos. Would you consider that a board game? (laughs) It has to be a board game. And Hungry Hungry Hippos is 
as much fun, I think, as you can have playing a board game. It's quick. It's a quick hit of you know, adrenaline as you're trying to collect as many of, I don't know what those are, little marbles as you can. But mm-hmm. Hungry Hungry Hippos, it gets intense for the 15 seconds you play. It, it is a wild ride. <laughs> can you imagine at the Pro Bowl instead of dodgeball if they were all playing Hungry Hungry Hippos against each other? Hungry Hungry Hippo tournament. Can you? Yeah, Patrick Mahomes got hurt in a hungry, hungry hippos match against Joe Burrow. He was—he broke his hand. He was hitting it down too hard, trying to get the hippo to move faster. Well, I don't. I guess I do understand the rules of chess, but I Queen's Gambit on Netflix is about as far as I could go uh, in a matchup of chess. Joe and Amber are breaking down board games with you next. This has been Canty and Carlin. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Gabe Neitzel on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.